The Women Like You podcast would like to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional owners of the land we walk on. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. and the wellness industry is both chock full of science and chock full of bullshit. So if you're thinking that in this postmenopausal group that women are losing bone density at a rate of knots, it looks as though Pilates and yoga may help to kind of stem that tide a little bit. Hello and welcome to Women Like You, the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should. I'm Gab, I'm an audio producer and journalist. And I'm Sarah, I'm a GP, and I work in fertility and women's health. On this episode, how do you keep exercising when life takes a huge freaking dump on you? (laughs) (laughs) So graphic. So graphic. You you paint a picture. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll look at some of the health benefits of yoga. Oh, yes. People always, you know, rave about yoga, but I want to know, I want to see the data, I want to see the science. I, I love it. Know. <laughs> you know I love it. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in love with it. All right. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Let's take, let's take a dump. Let's take a dump. <laughs> so, Sarah, uh, this week life has taken a huge dump on me in a big way. Um, I had not – I obviously won't go into too much detail, but I had – an oppor- I was passed up for an opportunity at work and uh, was something I was looking forward to doing. I was excited about it um, and it didn't go my way. And obviously, you know, I'm just taking a step back there and saying I, I sound very privileged there. I, I have secure employment. Um, I have a fulfilling oh, job. No, no, I appreciate you, all of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's all well and good and it's beautiful to acknowledge, but when these things happen to all of us at some stage or another, it bloody hurts. Mm, it, it's sort of, that's the feeling. It, it's, it's, that, it's a rejection. It's almost like a heartbreak kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. same, sort of, same sort of wiring um, where your heart actually hurts and you just, it's really knocked me for six. Like I'm, I'm usually a pretty resilient person. I'm pretty robust. Shit happens and I, I tend to kind of roll with the punches a lot. But this has been one that I, you know, I, I yeah, I've spent a few days kind of <laughs> definitely moping and just sort of going like, well, oh, you know, I just feel like I've been knocked for six. You know, you've, yeah. I've had the wind kind of knocked out of me and I just feel a bit deflated. Um, and and the, the kind of annoying thing is like I had these grand plans to start um, this new exercise program yeah. this week. You know, a few few episodes ago, you and I talked about the benefits of of weights and cardio and weights is something that I don't really do too much of, but you pointed out so many of the benefits. I've kind of been looking for a program um, to, to see if I could maybe start incorporating yeah, yeah. some of that. And I found one and I was really keen to start it. It's obviously a combination of uh, sort of high intensity interval training and weight training. So it's, it's, it's a step up from where I've been in terms of my walking and my cycling and my yoga. <laughs> Yeah, cool. I was so excited to try this program. But then obviously then this, you know, big emotional shitty thing happened and I just like, I, I can't. I just oh, yeah. <laughs> I just feel too sad and shit. Like I just can't sort of even visualise myself getting out the dumbbells and the skipping rope and, you know, <laughs> 20 on, 10 off, 20 on, 10 off. Like I just, oh, it was just too much. And so, and, you know, you and I spoke about this quite a bit on, Last week's episode, talking mm. about 
you know, tips. It's when life is just too much when you try when you're trying to fit 48 hours into every 24 hour little mm. nugget of time. When it just gets too much, when it's too busy, um, when shit happens, you know, and yes, we do bang on, bang on about this all the time. It's about kind of coming back to those systems and making sure that you have good systems in place. And so for me, being really emotionally drained at the moment and not feeling like I can take on the world, um, I've just kind of taken a step back and gone, okay, now is not the time to start a new exercise program. That's, oh, absolutely. You know, high intensity and, and stuff that I've never, stuff that I would absolutely be starting off at the beginning in terms of building a lot of strength. Now's not that time. Um, and so, yeah, I've just kind of fallen back on some of those systems like checking in with myself energy wise. How much energy, energy do I have right now? What would be something that's more suitable to mm. where I'm at? And I've just kind of dialed it back to, to walking, you know, like. Yeah. Good. And also, Good. One, of the, one of the things we talked about last week was habit stacking. And, you know, if you've got an errand to run that you can tack some exercise onto. You know what my errand was when I felt really sad? I needed a coffee and I was too sad to walk into the kitchen and make myself one. This is like ultimate privilege here. Too sad to make myself a coffee. <laughs> so I put my running shoes on and I went for a walk to the cafe, which is about a 20 minute walk away, just so I could get Beautiful. a coffee, have a coffee and come home. <laughs> that's not, that's not privilege. I mean, I look. Uh, yes, obviously there is a degree of privilege in having a coffee machine at home and also a coffee shop up the road. But yes. come on, all right. This is uh, this is absolutely time where I want to give you just an enormous hug. Thank you. Um, in much the same way that you have hugged me through my shitty times, and uh, and that's that's it. I think it's so important that when we're all faced with these shitty moments, these you know relationship breakups, the work things that don't go to plan, you know, conflict with your family members, whatever the hell it is, mm. and it just feels like life is piling on, yeah, that's not the time to start some kind of epic new weight training <laughs> program unless, look, unless you think that that's going to make you feel better, in which case go for it. But if you don't have the energy, you don't have the motivation, you don't have the time or the I don't know, the whatever. Just not anything. To, just yeah. anything. <laughs> Nothing. When all you basically want to do is just to crawl into bed with a block of chocolate and watch, you know, reruns of Gilmore Girls, mm. then I suggest you do that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, have yeah. you been watching? You be, have you been knocking out some Gilmore? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually gone back now that I've I've watched the whole thing through. I'll, I'll definitely um, I'll be giving it a bit of time before I go back in. But um, now that you mentioned that, I'm like, that's a really good idea. That would make me feel better. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I comfort. guess it's- <laughs> seek out when mm. when you are feeling like this. Seek out some comfort. It's mm. okay because you know you know that deep deep down in your in your heart of hearts that you have spent the last. 18 to 24 months setting up some really good systems and some really good habits. So if you skip a day or you skip a couple of days or you skip a week because life has done the proverbial turd on your, you know, on your on your life, on your systems, mm. it's not the end of the world. No. Like it's, yeah, life will inevitably do a giant turd on you at, at some point, many points. Um, Absolutely. Some of them will be like teeny tiny possum poos and some of them some of them are going to be like the back end of an elephant <laughs> full and blown gastro full diarrhea blown. exactly and and look that's that's life that has 
happened to you before. It has happened to me before. I am sure that it has happened to women like you everywhere. And uh, and so, yeah, so today we're going to share with you a couple of tips for how to navigate your way through the turd arena and, uh, and, and yeah, give yourself some space to kind of digest what's what's happened and realize that you can absolutely get things back on track when you're ready to. Mm. There are definitely little things that you can do to kind of keep things on track. Uh, one of the things, um, actually, this came to us from one of our women like you mums a few months ago um, who suggested uh, a way to fit some exercise into a very busy mum life is to always have a bag next to the front door or in your car with a set of workout clothes in it so that um, you know even if life is tough things are tough you're not emotionally feeling it if you just kind of have that prepared and ready to go and you do find a moment um then yeah then you don't have to get organized in a hurry and there's there's less opportunities for other stuff to kind of sneak in and steal that little moment of time away totally um I mentioned this last week, write down a list of the most basic workouts or activities you can do, really gentle ones, really slow ones, um, things that don't seem too overwhelming. That's always a really handy thing if you've got like a Mm. list somewhere on the fridge or, you know, by the front door and then you can just refer to that. Keep a little note in your phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you just, you've got nothing and it even hurts to think Um, having that work already done can be helpful. Uh, And then definitely what I did with my walk to the coffee shop to get a coffee, um, for some incidental exercise was I, I knew that I wanted to do something. I didn't really know what I knew it had to be not very much. So I just sort of started with two minutes of walking. I was just like, just, just move for two minutes and see what happens. And then naturally I was like, cool. I'm, I'm sort of feeling a little warmer after two minutes. I'm feeling a little better. And then I can kind of, um, you know, starting to get a little sweat on and I can just kind of keep rolling into what turned out to be a nice kind of 40 minute round trip with a coffee yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, start but if with- you'd have told yourself, if you'd have told yourself at the get-go that I'm going to go for a 40-minute walk, Wouldn't have done at it. that particular moment when you're just feeling deflated and you just don't have that kind of energy, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have left the house. No. So that's where I think that little two-minute hack of just, you know, just get your shoes on, just get out the door, just promise yourself to do two minutes. If you only do two minutes, that's also totally fine. But if it happens to kind of snowball into 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 40 minutes, then then you'll probably feel better at the end of it. Mm. And that's also, these are good tips if you want to do something, if you feel the need to do something, if you feel like you will feel better for doing something in these really critical, um, you know, turd-throwing life moments. Um, if you just can't stomach it depends on obviously what the level is like I'm I'm definitely okay it's a shitty work thing but it's not the end of the world but you know like if if you're grieving or you've had like mm. the most catastrophic argument with a family member or you know something is seriously falling to pieces for you it's at that point also possibly better not to do anything at all other than as Sarah said curl up in a ball watch some Gilmore Girls and have some chocolate Interestingly, uh, in a week where, yeah, I'm feeling pretty shit and energy is pretty low, um, one of the things that I always come back to at times like this is yoga. You actually got me into yoga because this was kind of one of the things that mm. you, that kind of very first got you onto the path of Absolutely. creating that daily habit. Yeah. Um, and I remember, like, the thing with yoga is I've 
I've done it on and off in my life, you know, like when we talked about Pilates a couple of months ago. Um, I've done you know, like random community yoga classes. I've 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 done yoga classes at a gym on and off so many times over the years. But like, I always used to look at other people doing yoga and being like, "Am I am I missing something? Like, this like everyone seems to be getting a whole bunch of stuff out of this, but I feel like I'm not." I'm not quite clicking into gear, mm. like what this whole yoga thing is all about. But then when you kind of started it last year and then you recommended the Yoga with Adrian 30 Days of Yoga series and I started that, took me again a little bit to go into it. But again, it's, you know, it's a fairly easy sort of 30-day program that you can kind of you slowly sort of progress through. As I got through it, I was like, shit, okay. I think I understand yoga. Like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I, I get love this. It. I get this high that everyone's been on this whole time. Uh, I to- I totally love it. And uh, and for me, I think the thing that I the thing that I really enjoy about it is is the pace. It's not that kind of. For, I mean, obviously, sometimes yoga can be really spicy, mm. and you can get your sweat on. But the the general pace of it is not the you know, the gym junkie pump class, no. high intensity. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Clanging of, you know, I think for a dumbbells lot of people, and shit. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people probably also struggle with the fact that it that it's not that and sometimes it may seem a little bit quasi-spiritual uh, and it's all kind of, you know, uh, I don't know, bells and breathing and and mantras and chanting and but it doesn't have to be. It absolutely can be if that's something that you get pleasure and enjoyment from. But, but if you're not also- interested in your third eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're not interested in your third eye, there are still some um, some really beautiful benefits that you can get from yoga. I think it's a great way to introduce yourself to more meditative and mindful processes without necessarily being religious or spiritual. Yeah. And... <laughs> Because that's the thing, you know, like, I love you. You're a doctor. You need shit to be science-based. And I do too, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, we and love so, the science. <laughs> but, but, you know, there is a big part of the yoga world mm. that's maybe could be considered a little bit more woo-woo. Oh, um, yeah. And so that's There's why some, there really is interested. some pseudo-scientific. <laughs> pseudo-scientific is way to put it. <laughs> Pseudoscientific. Oh look, there is unfortunately this is the this is the 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 benefits and drawbacks of yoga is that yoga is a wonderful, wonderful form of exercise that can help you to learn some meditative practices, but it's also not a cure all for everything that ails you. Mm, so um, true. It it will not prevent COVID. Um, And uh, we're going to talk about COVID in a little moment, actually. Um, It will, you know, it it is not a, it is not a substitute for a good vaccine. I'm sorry. Sorry, listeners. (laughs) It's so strange. I was not expecting you to say that. (laughs) This doctor is pro-vax. So I think that's, that's, sometimes I do think that that is a, a point of, of friction for a lot of people who, come perhaps at exercise from a way more, you know, scientific point of view. Mm. Um, but there are absolutely some great health benefits of yoga 
that we should have a little chat about today. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, we should obviously preface this as well. Like the, the fitness and the wellness industry is both chock full of science and chock full of bullshit as well. Um, so, you know, <laughs> and yoga is no that, different. No, yoga sits perfectly on the fence there because <laughs> yoga is a place where you can you can attain some amazing benefits for your life and also a place where you can hear some absolutely nonsense pseudoscience um and that probably has way too way more to do with the yoga practitioners than yoga Mm. itself Mm. that's so true all right hit me what are some of the health health benefits of yoga according to good quality scientific research and data all right so i've got uh, i've got five things to tell you today Woo! All right. Firstly, I have a Cochrane database systematic review titled Yoga for the Primary Prevention of Cardiovascular Disease. This is from 2014. Um, So, look, we all know that a sedentary lifestyle and stress are major risk factors for cardiovascular disease. And since yoga involves exercise and is thought to help in stress reduction, it may be an effective strategy for the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease. And when I say primary prevention, I mean preventing heart disease in people that don't already have heart disease. Right. So you and me. You and me. But could potentially be heading that way because of the family family history. So we have... Precisely. Mm -hmm. So this systematic review was to determine the effect of any type of yoga on the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease. And interestingly, there was a small beneficial effect that was seen in five of the trials that measured triglycerides, the five trials that measured high-density lipoproteins, which is your good cholesterol, Mm -hmm. and the five trials that measured diastolic blood pressure, which was really promising. So, you know, there was some evidence of a small benefit, but the thing is that when it comes to cardiovascular risk factors, small reductions in cardiovascular disease risk factors throughout a whole population can actually lead to quite significant reductions in cardiovascular disease incidence. And importantly, there were no adverse effects identified in these trials from doing yoga. So doing yoga certainly didn't increase your chances of developing cardiovascular disease. And there was some evidence that it might have a small beneficial impact through reduction of, you know, nasty cholesterol and improvement in good cholesterol. Can you but, say triglycerides? Triglycerides. Triglycerides. That's a new one. It's a fun word to say. So it's another one of your circulating lipids, one of your circulating cholesterol molecules. And, uh, and we know that high triglycerides can also be associated with increased risk of diabetes. Mm-hmm. So, again, look, I'm not here saying that yoga is going to prevent heart disease or prevent diabetes, but I think there is some evidence in this systematic review that there could be a small benefit. And a small benefit is still a benefit. Mm. Cool. But the end of the study was essentially, and you'll hear this a bit today, more studies needed. <laughs> It's just going to be like similar to Pilates. Yeah, pretty much. It's just not, it's just not enough, you know, qualitative, not enough quality studies done at this exactly, point. Exactly, exactly. Seems to be more yoga yoga studies though at, at this point in time. Yeah, some of them, there was a bit of overlap, ah, that's right. for sure. Right. All, All right, right, what so else have you got? So, so obviously the <laughs> yeah. first one was uh, heart, heart disease. disease. Mm-hmm. So number two is asthma. So asthma, Ooh. as you would be aware, is a common chronic inflammatory disorder which affects 
somewhere up to about 300 million people worldwide. I'm definitely an asthmatic, um, much better now than I was when I was a kid. But there were a number of clinical trials that have been carried out to evaluate the effects of yoga practice on whether that will improve asthma symptoms Mm -hmm. and surprise, surprise, fairly inconsistent results. So this particular Cochrane database of systematic reviews article, which was called Yoga for Asthma and published in 2016, aimed to assess the effects of yoga in people with asthma. They found that yoga probably improves quality of life and asthma symptoms to some extent. Mm -hmm. However, their confidence in the results were low as most of the studies were pretty flawed in various ways (laughs) and they really couldn't conclude whether or not the improvements in symptoms would exceed something called the MCID, which is the minimal clinically important difference. So that's basically to say, is this something that the patient would feel made a improvement, a clinical improvement or a clinical difference to them? So again, there was no harm reported in these studies. So Mm -hmm. Asthmatics can absolutely do yoga and there's a possibility or a probability that it might improve their quality of life and asthma symptoms to some extent. But not, still not, you know, blowing me away. <laughs> no, no, no. no. You, you could say more studies are needed. Uh, <laughs> All right, the next one will sound very familiar because we, uh, we discussed a few similar, uh, similar papers when we were, um, when we were chatting all things Pilates. Mm-hmm. So this was a, another Cochrane database of systematic reviews uh, and the paper was called Yoga Treatment for Chronic Nonspecific Low Back Pain. This one was published in 2017 and we all know that low back pain is super common, it's very disabling and, uh, and it's usually treated with self-care. So I guess what we mean by that is, you know, hot packs, stretches, a bit of you know, non-prescription medication, a bit of Panadol or Nurofen. And we know that for chronic low back pain, current guidelines state that exercise therapy may be beneficial. And we went through that in our Pilates talk. Mm-hmm. This systematic review looked to assess the effects of yoga for treating chronic non-specific low back pain compared to no specific treatment or a minimal intervention. For example, giving people some education around chronic low back pain or yep. chronic non-specific low back pain, or another active treatment with a focus on pain, function, and adverse effects. So it appears that yoga is not associated with any serious adverse offence. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is some low to moderate certainty evidence that yoga, when compared to non-exercise controls, can result in a small to moderate improvements in back-related function. Oh. Um, it's uncertain whether there is any difference between yoga and other exercises uh, for back-related functional yep. pain. So I think if we're then comparing this to, you know, yoga versus Pilates mm. or yoga versus walking, you know, walking, yoga versus some, you know, other forms of gentle, appropriate exercise, yeah, we really can't determine whether yoga is more effective, but it's certainly better than doing nothing. Yes, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty pretty similar to what we discussed in that Pilates episode. Yeah, unless you know, like a hundred years from now, there's been a shit ton more studies that all of a oh, sudden. Yeah, exactly. So none of you know. I think the moral to this story, and we'll be we'll be starting to get familiar with this, is that oftentimes for a lot of these exercise based interventions, we just don't have 
the really good quality studies to to make a definitive call, which is not to say that yoga isn't brilliant for these things. It's just to say that we don't have the quality studies to say it with certainty. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. What else we got? Number four, bone density. Ah. So this one comes from PLOS One, which is a peer-reviewed open access scientific journal published in the uh, Public Library of Science. And this one is titled Effectiveness of Pilates and Yoga to Improve Bone Density in Women. And it's a systematic review and meta-analysis that was published in 2021. So published very recently. Wow. We know that the ageing population brings about the appearance of age-related health disorders such as osteoporosis and osteopenia. So we can think of osteoporosis as being a, a critical reduction in bone density and osteopenia being a moderate reduction in bone density. Mm -hmm. Both of these disorders are associated with minimal trauma fractures. So a very, you know, a very simple fall, which can ultimately result in a a nasty fracture that we wouldn't see in somebody who has normal bone density. Yeah. So obviously this impact is going to be greater amongst postmenopausal women due to an acceleration of bone mineral density loss. So the aim of this particular study was to estimate the effectiveness of Pilates or yoga on bone mineral density in adult women. And Pilates and yoga did not produce a significant improvement in bone mineral density among adult women when compared to the control groups. Mm. But there's a but. (laughs) But um, given that Pilates and yoga include balance training and muscular strengthening in several weight-bearing postures, these results did suggest that it might be beneficial to improve fracture risk in postmenopausal women. So even though the results weren't absolutely statistically significant for improving bone density, it did seem to show that there was a maintenance of bone density. And so if you're thinking that in this postmenopausal group that women are losing bone density at a rate of knots, it looks as though Pilates and yoga may help to kind of stem that tide a little bit. And so you could certainly consider this to be a positive result in that population. I don't think yoga and Pilates is doing an awful lot for yours and my bone density being premenopausal women, Mm -hmm. but I think that there is some evidence and, again, surprise, surprise, more studies needed (laughs) to confirm (laughs) how much of a benefit there may be in these sorts of weight-bearing exercises in uh, in the postmenopausal population. I love that um I love that it says that um they were able to show some maintenance of bone mineral density. And it's just like, oh, you know, like what are you what are you repping at the gym? Oh, I'm just, you know, doing some some yoga for my bone mineral density maintenance. Yeah. You know, yeah. just just, just into maintaining you know, my bone mineral density. Just I'm I'm just into my BMDs. <laughs> BMDs, bit of BNDF, you know. <laughs> You know, we were talking about our, like... If you know, you know. (laughs) You know, we were talking about our, like, why you shouldn't comment on people's weight um, or weight loss episode and how um, you were saying, like, you know, somebody would, like, when somebody walks up to you and goes, wow, you look different, you've lost weight, you you know, whatever, and you're like, stop commenting on my weight. Like, how good's my, you know, how good's my cholesterol? How good's my blood <laughs> pressure? Like, why aren't you commenting on that shit? Why is it always just how I physically look? Check out my triglycerides, mate. <laughs> my triglycerides. Check out my bone mineral density, my BMDs. Anyway, more exactly. studies needed. 
<laughs> Ooh, what are, are we going to get to COVID now? Number five it's, on the list. It's, it's time, baby. Number five. <laughs> Here she goes. She's going to start flexing muscles. <laughs> COVID-related stress. No, I actually think this one's really interesting. I don't know that it's necessarily the best quality study, mm. but, you know, we can't have been, you know, investigating COVID for eons. It's it's new, baby. Yeah. Um, all right. So this also comes from PLOS One, and this study was titled Yoga, an Effective Strategy for Self-Management of stress-related problems and well-being during COVID-19 lockdown, a cross-sectional study. It's so really one, specific. Oh yeah, she, she's specific. <laughs> uh, so this one was uh, this one was published in February of this year, and the aim of the study was to determine the effect of yoga and, as they said, other spiritual practices on the illness mm. perception, well-being measures, and emotion regulation strategies for adults during COVID-19 lockdown. The thing that I found interesting about this study was that it looked at seasoned yoga practitioners right through to beginners. Okay. And, and in fact, they, they, uh, they broke the, uh, the study groups into, into three. So like very advanced yoga gurus, um, yogis much like ourselves who've been practicing some yoga for like one to four years or people who started practicing yoga for the first time during the COVID-19 lockdown. Yep. And uh, and it seems that, you know, the, the yoga aficionados probably had the most to gain out of their yoga practice during this very difficult time. But it was reported that those who had started practicing yoga during the lockdown had comparable scores of well-being and peace of mind with those who had already been practicing for one to four years. So Ooh. to me, this also tells me i can i can infer a little bit that if you've never done yoga before and you're experiencing increased mental stress increased you know anxiety potentially you know increased depression that even if you've never done yoga before you may well be able to reap some benefits of that pretty early on in your yoga practice i'll also say that probably more studies are needed yeah (laughs) I was just going to say, what I love about this particular study is, do you feel like in the the world's mad rush to figure out how to tackle COVID and how to, to you know, combat it, basically they got this study across the line because it's just like, fuck it, like we just need to know as much as we can about this thing and sure, publish. why not do a yoga study? <laughs> publish, publish. <laughs> Here's some cash, off you go, do some studies. I love it, I love it so much. But, you know, it's, I mean, that one's a really interesting one because I know that yoga is used a lot in terms of people who suffer from um, trauma-related like, well, obviously PTSD, it's literally post-traumatic stress. Um, but like, yeah, people who um, have, you know, certain kinds of mental health challenges, yoga is really beneficial because um, because of the breathing component. You're putting mm. – you, the, the physical component is you're putting your body under stress, doing some of those more stressful poses, but you're also breathing through that stress and training the body that it can, it can deal with um, – hard thing. So that's a really interesting one um, because I know that it's already used as... I'm not laughing at you. Sorry. My dog just literally, as you're talking breathing exercises, just you can hear him, just walked straight up to the microphone and started breathing heavily into the mic. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'll do breathing exercises. Oh, well, he watches you do it every single day. So he's he's into this episode. He's into yoga. (laughs) 
He is my downward dog. Oh, so good. So, look, okay. So, we've got some interesting, um, promising data on the benefits of yoga, the health benefits of yoga, looking at things like heart disease, asthma, low back pain, bone density, and COVID-related stress. Not COVID. Yeah. Not not COVID. COVID Get your vaccine. Not COVID. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Go get your vaccine and then practice a little bit of yoga if you are subject to further lockdowns. Um, Look, I I think my big takeaway from this was that that in none of the studies that I looked through was there any evidence of significant harm. So, you know, I think that obviously – practice any new exercise program safely. If you've never done yoga before and we're no longer in lockdown, then maybe, you know, sign up to a yoga class or start with some of the really gentle yoga sessions on a platform like Yoga with Adrian. Mm. But um, but look, it, it is pretty gentle. It's appropriate for, for a wide range of age groups. You can start really basic, simple yoga. And, uh, and I look, Anecdotally, from my own experience, you know, I I re kind of re found my love of yoga a few years ago at a period of enormous grief, and and it was it was so so important to me, and it was a real linchpin, I think, in in me finding ways to cope with grief outside of you know, outside of my relationships and, and it was a, yeah, I, I just think that there are a lot of, there are a lot of potential benefits. And if you've never done yoga before, because you've always thought that it was a little bit, I don't know, a little bit too airy fairy magical thinking for you, there is some science. Yes, we need more studies, but <laughs> it's, um, it's, it look, it's worth having a crack. The Women Like You podcast is produced by me, Gab Burke, and music is by Hamish Camilleri. Thank you for listening and sharing our little pod. You can follow us on socials. Just search for Women Like You podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter at womenlikeyoupodcast.com. Thank you for all your beautiful messages and emails of support. Thank you for sharing your exercise experiences with us. And thank you for sharing our pod with other women in your life. Yeah. And if you can leave us a review and a rating, please do so. It really helps other women like you find our pod and hopefully get something out of um, what we're talking about every week. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gab. And um, thank you for um, just being there for me uh, at a really shitty time and just being freaking great well thank you for being bloody awesome always and uh and can i can i wish you a happy birthday oh, ha-ha. <laughs> ha-ha. she did it she did it thank you i'm not gonna forget it <laughs> i love you it'd be weird if you did <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay well, we just, oh, we just well, podcast fine. together and talk well, to each other every day you know remember my birthday well so, this but... shit week just got shitter now my best friend's forgotten my birthday <laughs> i haven't forgotten it well thank you Yay. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Giant hugs. Thank you.